Hello, and thank you for listening to the Sunflower Chronicles with your girl, Bree. I greatly appreciate that you decided to click on over and listen to this lovely podcast. Um, I would like to say before we get on to the rest of this episode that you clicked on to, um, if you would just go ahead, hit that little notification bell, that subscribe, that follow, that like, maybe even leave a comment if you're feeling frisky. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, And again, I thank you so much for your listening and your support of the Sunflower Chronicles. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the Sunflower Chronicles. All things stated here are 100% my personal opinion, so I hope that you all enjoy the show. So sit back, turn it up, and stay sunny. episode that I posted was November 18th 2022 and so I can't remember if I said anything about it I don't think I did because it was like the week that it happened but essentially what kind of started me taking this really really long hiatus was a lot of medical issues sort of just piled up and it was with me with my dog and with my dog so what started it all was I started not to feel well Um, And this is something that kind of has been accumulating for about, like, a few months, so since, like, August of 2021, so at that point, from August to November, you know, it had been, like, four months at that point um, since I really, like, have been having some really bad stomach issues, Um, and so we thought it was my appendix, like, when it first started, but then I was like, okay, well, the pain kind of dissipated, and it really came back super severe, um, <clears throat> and then, like, I noticed after every time I would eat, I would get really nauseous, really, like, painful, like, gas in my stomach, and it's like, um, you know, guys, we're gonna be mature about this, okay, um, but it was like, after I eat, it felt like my stomach had this epithelium balloon, it was blowing up and it was really really tight and so you know I would try and get bit like expel the gas whether it be like burping passing gas whatever and it did not happen so we're trying we were trying to figure out what's that's going on I had some esophagus like I have some esophageal issues going on with like acid reflux just a whole ramit of things so that sort of started me like okay well I need to figure out what I'm doing because I'm di- like in discomfort for majority of the day after I eat, um, and I'm really bad about, like, eating breakfast, even though I take a lot of medications, like, I take vitamins, 
um, I'm t- mental health medication, all that stuff. And so, like, when you're taking all those medications, even though some of them say that you can't take them on an empty stomach, it means you can take this on an empty stomach if you are about to eat breakfast. Yeah, I don't do the about to eat breakfast part. I kind of just don't um, eat, and then I wait till lunch. Um, but, so, that sort of started it, and then that same week, sort of like the week after the 18th, um, so it was like the week before Thanksgiving, I believe, my dog, Honey, who you can probably hear her feet pitter-pattering on the floor, um, she got sick, um, and it literally, like, was bad, like, I was having, like, panic attacks, bad, like, I don't know, we didn't know what was going on, we thought, like, she had a blockage, and she was gonna require, like, this big surgery, and, you know, like, with pet surgery, it's just a lot, like, you have to pay a lot out of pocket, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be paying off this surgery forever, um, but turns out she just had really bad gastritis, which essentially is just a super severe stomach ache, um, and so we got her medicine, for that, and now this girl is better than ever, running the show as usual, so there's been that, and then Christmas and all that stuff came around, and it actually, like, like by the time I was ready to record, it actually ran into the time that I had blocked off for, like, not recording, um, so that is that was great, um, sorry, there's something like, um, these treats for my dog are by my mic, um, but hopefully soon in this new year, we are hoping, praying, putting out positive thoughts, all of that, whatever you want to say, however you choose to send good vibes my way, um, we're hoping for a new microphone and a new computer, really a new computer, because I am sick and tired of having to have a, a keyboard, I was going to say cucumber element, what, a keyboard element and a mouse element, um, to, like, use my computer, like, it's not conducive, like, I have to take so much stuff, and it's like, I'm used to just lugging the charger around, but now, you mean to tell me I got to take three pieces of equipment plus the actual laptop, so, it is not, it was not the best. It's, it is not the best. So, we're hoping for a new computer, hopefully by the end of this month. Ooh, do not chew on my Kindle. <laughs> so, we're hoping for a new computer this month, by the end of this month, which means we'll be getting some fun elements, like an audiovisual element. We'll be able to do some fun stuff. Um, so... Yes, I can't remember where I left off, but essentially, all of that stuff happened, work, holidays, and then on top of that, um, on the holidays, I got exposed to COVID, um, and, and I was really annoyed because the people didn't contract trace us for the event, like, until, like, two days before Christmas. So, me and my mom were out grocery shopping for a big Christmas dinner for family that has, like, you know vaxxed and, you know, social distance, like, you know, everyone that's taking, like, the proper precautions to actually be together, and 
we get COVID te- we get contact trace, and so thankfully we were able to get a COVID test, and our results came back negative. But like this is frustrating. Like I need people to figure out what they want to do, and clearly we are in the the phase of the CDC being like, all right, we're gonna mess. Like you wanted to mess around, well, okay, guess what? You about to find out. Um, with everything going on and it is ridiculous at the state we are in the world in the United States like of course it is crazy all over the world with COVID protocols and things like that because we're under like global health agencies like the CDC like who all that stuff but it's like depending on your country (laughs) you are literally flying by like the seat of your pants and it is annoying to have to feel that way all of the time Um, but then, so fast forward to after Christmas, and I get the sinus infection from hell, like, Satan had to, like, just stick his little nail up my nose, I'm just kidding, no, but, like, it is ridiculous, the sinus infection I had, because my sinuses closed to the point where I couldn't smell and taste anything, and I was like, okay, what is this? I can't smell. I can't taste. I'm freaking out because, you know, those are the markers of, like, COVID and everything. And I did not – I tested negative. I got, like, the PCR test. It's not the rapid test. And I got work done with my doctor and things like that. And it's like, yep, not COVID. Really bad infection, though. So I had to get a Z-pack. And I had to get steroids and antibiotic. And the reason I rephrase that is because I don't know if a Z-pack is antibiotic. I think a Z-pack is just is the antibiotic, I think. I want to say. Yeah, 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 it is definitely the antibiotic. Um, so that's fun. So I've literally been dealing with that cold up until, like, today, really. Like, I'm on my last few days of medicine because doctor's offices and COVID testing sites and pharmacies and everything like that has just been literally, I mean, honestly, like everybody's been back at since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. So we're going on year three, maybe. I don't know. Time is fake. Um, of this global monstrosity. And yet people still can't grasp the concept of wear a mask, get vaccinated. If, if you can, and if you can't take the risk, but as long as you know that you have to do your due diligence, and if you're not doing that, well, then I guess you just have to suffer the consequences. Um, so, but there's that, and then I started um, another class um, this week, which I would like to talk about this. Okay, so I loved school. I liked school because I saw my friends there. Um, blase, blase, blase. But I realized the thing, the thing that I don't like about school is like the first week of school and I, teachers who over explain things. And I realized that teachers explain for the sake of all the students who may not be able to like process information super fast or may not have a faster, um, attention span. And I realized that in class I get frustrated when teachers go, like walk through the basics, meaning like walk through instructions about 
like dumb things of the class like read the syllabus if you write the rules on the board people should be smart enough to read the rules if people have questions say ask questions do you have at the end like get to the actual meat and potatoes because spending wasting two days to go over information that you don't have prepared and then also I know that some teachers are just not up to the age of technology but having like my teacher right now is literally like on her like information like her email that she sends her before class started she was like make sure you have a physical notebook because I don't do technology which I understand like having physical notebook fine 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 but then she's like make sure you bring a folder because I give a lot of handouts miss girl people are going to lose handouts if you have everything consolidated to an electronic file and you're like check the announcements uploading a new file that contains xyz and if you print out a physical copy that you can show or if you use the projector in the classroom to show us the information that would be better but essentially those are just my frustrations and it's really annoying because i try to hold my composure in class while my professor is like saying all this stuff and I was like I don't know if it's me or what (laughs) but like there's no way that you go this slow all the time because if she does not go through material as like at a normal rate or and or faster I think I'm going to lose it because I can't like I, I don't have the attention span for it like honestly like that was the thing like in my undergrad like the classes that I enjoyed the most no matter like no matter my academic finish in the class I enjoyed them because the pace was sufficient to keep up with the material and to keep the attention of students because I feel like if you teach an engaging lecture no matter the difficulty of the material that you're teaching your students would feel good about it And most of the time, the teachers that are the most engaging are also the teachers that students feel the most comfortable going to because they break that barrier of, you know, the classic format of lecturing in class. Um, So, yeah, there's that. Anything else? Yeah, lots of just health-related things. I got to go to the vagina doctor um, just to given just to get an update my endocrinologist is making me go so we can figure out a course of regimen I've been seeing my endocrinologist to have to go to my orthopedist um because my knee still don't have much feeling on top of my knee um and I fell in July of 2021 um so that's fun um psychiatrist has been going great I've been taking um antidepressants love them super great super awesome highly recommend 10 out of 10 if you want to if you choose to take a medicated route um with addressing your mental health concerns I realized that medicine was the best route and trick for me but do your research ask your doctor ask um you know consult people that you know uh, things like that, and it's really great, and especially as, like, um, a, like, a black woman of color, and just a black person of color, a black person of color, duh, as a black woman, and as a black person, um, like, 
sharing your stories with mental health in regards to like the stigma like the super stigmatized things that are not just stigmatized within the black community but stigmatized within like the just the world in general of like mental health medication talking about it is the best thing that you can do because you make it okay to be like oh well like so and so is on medication and look at her like she's accomplishing all these things or look at that person they're accomplishing all these things or look at him they're he's accomplishing all these things like you know you have to I think it's important to talk about it and like there's no shame in it everybody needs a way to cope and at the end of the day with this state in this state of the world I sound like somebody's grandma right now but like literally if you look around at the state of the world it's like would you rather be able to choose happiness any way you can get it or quote-unquote power through it no if there is a way out take the way out why are you trying to suffer (laughs) my dog I've been giving her like these treats and they're not wet treats they're dry treats and she like only eats these type of treats if I give them to her like a handful of Cheetos (laughs) and then she eats them all and then she doesn't drink water in between them because I don't know dog stuff but yeah um what was I saying oh yeah but like just just talk about your mental health with close friends if you feel comfortable posting on social media about it whatever but like talk about these things and it doesn't even have to just be like anti-anxiety medication antidepressants like talk about getting help from like with medicine in general like that is what medicine is here for even though the american health medical system is a little janky um it's still important to go get addressed and things like that and then also i feel like i always need to like i have like this um I don't know what this, like, mechanism is within my personal psychology of feeling like I have to defend my point of view because I have friends and acquaintances and who believe in totally different things. I always feel like I have to justify to appease either person that I'm talking to. Um, So I would like to stop doing that this year. Um, But I will like to say this is my, like, one of my last things because I'm not going to say the last but this is the time where I'm consciously making the effort to go against the grain of the thing I would like to stop doing uh, I don't know if that makes any sense but um, I believe that you can integrate eastern medicine and western medicine together um, and you can believe in science like scientific medicine and still supplement with holistic medicine there's no one way to live your life but I think what gets a lot of people right now is like disregarding actual science that people have done actual research um to solve and to give like the benefit to the masses um that's the thing I think that's really annoying but yeah so that's where I have been and then, let's see, what else can we talk about in Get Social? Encanto! Let's talk about Encanto, the 60s Disney animation movie. This movie is golden. It deserves to win all of the awards. 
that is possible an Oscar um, for best animated picture. Um, if it does not win, I will be surprised. Like, in all honesty, this movie is not just for kids. It is for an entire family, specifically older generations. Like, all of my friends that are watching it, so meaning, like, my Gen Zers, Millennials, the younger Gen Xers, um, I guess, the people that are watching this, it is bringing you to tears because the animation is so good. The characters are so cute. Um, Tonito. Ant uh, Antonio, he is so cute. Um, he's one of the characters that this movie is based off of. But without spoiling it, like, it, it, it hits you. It hits you in the gut. Like, it hits you in the heart. It hits you in the feels. It hits you in your personal stories, family interactions. Um, and it is so good. And I saw a tweet. It was either a tweet or a TikTok or someone tweeted a TikTok or TikTok and tweet, whatever. Um, but someone posted somewhere that I saw today of like people saying Encanto is not for kids, it's for adults. And it's like people, a lot of older people don't give kids enough credit for being as smart as kids are. Kids are sponges, and you, I don't know, I guess, like, in the past, not I guess, I know in the past, adults never gave kids the opportunity to, like, show their stuff, show their intelligence, especially show their emotional intelligence, and kids feel all of these big feelings and big emotions that they don't have the words for, and most of the time, they don't get the words for until they get older, until they realize when they're sitting in therapy, oh, this is why I did this. This was a trauma response. Or, oh, I shouldn't do this, but this is what I thought was normal because of the environment that I was raised in. A lot of the times, kids have all, have all of those definitions by experiences, by examples, by seeing the environment around them, but they never get that language. And with this movie... It shows, and when kids watch it, I believe that, like, they will watch this and be empowered to know their place um, and to use their voice and be who they are. And it's just such a good movie. It literally hit me right in the gut. And I would like to say, this is not going to give any spoilers, but if you've seen it, or at this point, if you haven't seen it, it came out in, like, November. Um, Abuela can catch all of the smoke can catch all of the hands, like, she's the reason, and she didn't even give a real sorry, too, okay, so, that is what I'm going to say about Encanto, and then the music in Encanto um, was one of the biggest parts of the film that really tied the film together because each song was perfect for the moment that it was in and normally in a musical in a movie music soundtrack you want the music to be very concise very linear very um like there's a lot of like continuity whether it be with the lyricism or with the sound production of the song but this soundtrack is very disjointed meaning that each 
songs sound so different, but if you watch the featurette, like, the documentary of Encanto, um, Encanto, 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 um, and you see Lin-Manuel Miranda and all of, like, the other people who were on the music staff, the composers, what she had to say with all of the other producers who worked with, um, who worked on, like, the musical portion of this movie, you see them explain why the music is the way that it is, and it's so beautiful to, like, understand that they did not want something so linear. They wanted to showcase these specific sounds from Colombia, and it is so great. The music is so good, and the music is so moving. It tells the story. It propels it along, and the more that I watch the movie, because I've watched it a million times at this point, and the more that I listen to the soundtrack, there are little callbacks to the songs in it like you're used to within like Disney movies and animated motion pictures and things like that. Like you, it does have those callbacks, but not in the typical way um, that you're that you're used to seeing. Um, but this soundtrack is amazing. Each song is a bop. I will give it to you. There's no song that I don't like, that I don't like. Um, and I will tell you what my, what my favorite song, where my two favorite songs are from the movie in 8-Track, but Encanto is a masterpiece. Love it. It is what, like, helped me get through my illnesses of Christmas break. Um... <laughs> And then another show that has helped me get through my ailments is Abbott Elementary. Quintess Brunson, by golly, I think she's got it. Miss Miss Brunson, if you ever are listening to my podcast, you are an inspiration for one. And for two, you have hit the nail on the head with Abbott Elementary. It is so funny. It it has like this levity that is just like high freaking hilarious like to me what a lot of people I also who have been saying and I share the same sentiment of it's kind of like the black office it's like a black of the office and I love the office it is so funny um but like if you have followed Quinta from her first viral, viral video with the movie theater dance, you got money, um, to her YouTube, uh, videos for, right, in her writing in BuzzFeed, it is like, she took herself and personified it in the writing for the show, and it is so funny, and the cast is hilarious, um, and there's there's only three episodes, but it is amazing, and I know and I'm hoping that they get picked up for season two, because when I tell you, like, the audible laughs that come out of my body from just watching the first two episodes is ridiculous, and the principal is, like, chaotic, like, she is the chaotic glue that is necessary for the story, but it's, like, why, like, why are you here? Like, chaos, but, like, it's, like, a wreck you can't turn away from the scene. Um, and Quintus' character, hilarious. 
um, the gentleman from Everybody Hates Chris. What is his name? I keep wanting to call him Chris, but his name is like Matthew. There's like an M and a J, I think. Oh, I feel so bad, but like he is so funny, and oh, like I don't want to give any spoilers for those who haven't seen the first two episodes, but I just like the the path that he is on that they are alluding to for him to join paths with another person, I think it would be great. Um, and then, so yes, Abbott Elementary, gold, five stars, 10 out of 10, give it all of the best ratings on every app that you can possibly give it on. Watch it on ABC, and you can also watch it on Hulu the next day after, which I wonder, I was talking to my aunt about this, I wonder what, like, the, like, network contracts are with, like, Hulu and things like that, especially with so many, like, networks or, like, um, like, I guess, network overheads, like, becoming their own streaming services with, like, Discovery and Paramount and Peacock and HBO Max and all that stuff. I wonder what, like, those, um, what that, like, what, what that entails, I guess, for, like, how shows get to certain streaming platforms, but anyway, those are just things I think, random things I think about, um, but I love Abbott Elementary, so next, this part, I'm going to get through without crying, um, so as you guys know, on New Year's Eve, Betty White passed away, and I would like to say rest in peace to my golden girl, she was my favorite, 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 favorite character on the Golden Girls. Um, the Golden Girls show has literally gotten me through some of, like, the most craziest times in my life. Um, and, like, my very first memory of watching the Golden Girls was I was watching it through a thunderstorm with my mom, and I hate well, not that much now. I grew, have grown an appreciation for thunderstorms. But when I was younger, I really hated thunderstorms because I always associated thunderstorms with tornadoes. And I still hate tornadoes. Like, tornadoes are the worst. Um, but I um, hate, like, I just remember being at my grandma, we were staying at my grandma's house, and we were watching TV in the living room, because that's where we, um, were, like, spending the night, and she had, like, a pull-out couch in her, like, living room, she had, like, two living rooms in her, um, old house, um, but, like, I remember watching the Golden Girls as it was pouring, like, it was pouring down rain, and I was so scared, and I just remember watching, um, the Golden Girls, and I think it was, like, the episode, it was either, it was the episode where, like, Stan started dating Blanche, or it was the episode where Sophia gets a heart attack, it was, like, one of, like, the nighttime-based episodes, no, it was either Sophia gets a heart attack, or the one where, like, the heater is out, and she, and, um, they all sleep in the same bed, but, um, the Golden Girls have literally just been there, and it's, like, of, like, people are, like, oh, this, like, this TV show, but, like, 
Betty White was like a beacon for like what you could hope for someone to be in the entertainment industry. Um, she was unapologetically herself. And I always remember like when I got old, I always wanted to model myself after my grandma, like an amalgamation of my grandma and Betty White. Um, and I still hold that to this day. Um, but thank you, Betty White, legitimately for being a friend as a lonely only child who liked who like who liked to watch the Golden Girls. Like I am forever grateful for her work. I remember seeing her on old game shows, um from watching them with my grandma to, you know, just all of that. And I'm so appreciative of her. And um yeah, so I just wanted to say that because she she is my girl. She is my golden girl. I love the golden girls. I'm obsessed. I get a golden girl related thing at least either for Christmas or for my birthday every single year. I've gotten socks, mugs, board games, t-shirts, anything. The only thing I don't have golden girls yet is a crew neck sweatshirt, which has been lately been my comfort item. Um... Especially because of my Hernando. Um, when you watch um, Encanto, you'll get that reference. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I am going to be in the market for a Golden Girls crew neck. So, if you make crew necks, like embroidered crew necks, uh, hit me up. Let me know. And then, uh, lastly, forget social. I would like to talk about two more things. TikTok, and then Buy Me a Coffee. So I'll start with Buy Me a Coffee because that's really short. Buy Me a Coffee is essentially like a smaller version of Patreon. Sorry, one second. <laughs> My dog is literally going crazy in the background. Uh, essentially, Buy Me a Coffee is a smaller version of Patreon, and I have... I'm going to start my Buy Me a Coffee soon. I think I mentioned this in the last episode, um, but of course, everything sort of went down the toilet <laughs> um, with that last episode. But yes, so I'll be starting to buy me a coffee, and I don't know what I want to do. I know I would love to have like some live streams um, with you guys, whether it be talking about movies, TV shows, playing games, you know, anything under the sun, let me know um, what you guys would like to see from the buy me a coffee, but I will give you guys more up dated information um about when all that info comes out and then I just would like to shout out some of my favorite TikTokers because of course TikTok has become the new global sensation as far as social media because I don't know what the hell Instagram has got going on Facebook I only use to keep updated with older folks um and that's where I post family pictures um and then, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, and then Twitter is, like, just really hilarious. I, I go to Twitter for a laugh. Um, sorry, my dog's trying to get into. All right, I'm back. I'm sorry. My dog is off the chain. She's always off the chain when I record, and I don't know why I don't fix the time of my recording. But anyway, um, yes, so TikTok has, you know, been the jam lately, um, and I just wanted to give a shout out of, like, who are my, some of my favorites at the moment, so my first one is Miss Drew, 
uh, Afuelu, I think that's how I'm saying it. Um, I think I'm saying it right, but I could also not be. So if you guys know how to say her name correctly, please let me know. But we love Drew. We love her. We stand her. She comes for the trolls of men who are thieving on the sides or slithering on the sides of the internet. Um, because it'll be the guys of like, oh, no one wants a used woman uh, with a used vagina. No, she has a foul mouth or, oh my goodness, plus size women, you guys date too? Like, yeah, this the grossness of men. <laughs> of essentially incels and the quote-unquote alpha males. Um, I would like to say, one, alpha males are not a thing. And then, two, if you truly do have a dominant personality, you don't have to say you have a dominant personality because your personality will speak for itself. Um, but the only thing speaking for you right now is your hairline and how it's receding and saying goodbye to your forehead, bruh. Um, sorry. A little, little side tangent. Um, but, yes, we love Drew. She is so funny. And, like, you know she's about to go in. She has this little laugh that she does at the beginning, and you just know she's about to, like, go ham. The second one is, of course, Mia. She is head of the Hooshies, um, and I think her main account right now is Hooshie Advocate, but love her. Hi, freaking Marius. Um, of course, she is appreciated for all things black, beautiful, and wonderful, and we stand her. So, check her out. Also, her cats are hilarious. Camille and Cameron, and then she just got a new cat named Corey, I think, um, so she's living out all of my cat lady dreams, um, because it's a crazy cat right now, because my mama is trifling, um, so the next TikToker that I'd like to talk about is Samra Cambriel, um, I know I'm probably saying that so wrong, but, um, S-A-M-Y-R-A-C-A-M-B-R-I-E-L-L-E, she is a, one, she's a Harvard graduate, okay? Two, she is a plus-size baddie. She is black, and she is an amazing singer. Um, and so I found her out, I found out about her via TikTok on her video of, I think she was recreating um, songs from Hairspray, the movie musical. And I was like, oh my goodness, love her, have to follow her. And then she recently put out this song, which at first I thought was a Doja Cat leak. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, like, oh, can't wait for Doja to put out this song. It sounds great. Then I found out that she made it. And I was like, Miss Girl, I think we have something here. So, her song is called Freak With You. Check it out. Um, Again, so amazing. Super talented. And I have a really fun TikTok idea that I'm trying to figure out the best way to... um do and execute and honestly it's just a matter ain't nothing to it but do it so I think that's what my plan of attack is going to have to be my next tiktoker that I'd like to mention is Miss Jackie Ireland now of course we all know Miss Jackie from the YouTube right but she is on tiktok and I love watching her like just get ready like she does her like self-care skincare shower routine um she talks a lot about perfumes and scents um, and that is something that I really would love to get into, um, no matter the, like, no matter the, the price of your fragrance of choice, 
um, there still is an art to layering smell, and she really does a good job at explaining that, um, and she just gives, like, black girl luxury, black girl self-care, black girl just radiance, peacefulness, calm. She did a TikTok today about, like, she wanted to create a space, um, like, in the digital sphere for where black women can just be calm, um, and have those, like, luxurious moments and things like that, so super cool, and then the next TikToker that I would like to talk about is, I think her name, her real name is Michaela, but her TikTok handle is Green Eggs and Ham, and she talks about Taylor Swift, and she is also black, and I was like, I love her. I've loved Taylor Swift for a very long time, like since middle school, but I always felt weird about liking her music because there was an essence of, oh, this music is not quote-unquote for me because she started out in country music, and I love, like, like country music primarily. Just Dolly. Um, but, like, as I've grown up, found some really cool country artists and things like that and then discovered black country artists, like, black women in country music. That is a thing. Love that. Stand that. Um, but Michaela um, Green Eggs and Ham on TikTok, she talks about Taylor Swift music, and I love that, and I feel seen, um, so greatly, much applause, much appreciative to her, um, and she puts out some great ratings, um, so yes, love seeing black Swifties, um, in the Taylor Swift fandom, um, now I will not say I am a Swifty Swifty, but, like, I have like, she's been one of my favorite artists for a very, very long time. Um, just, like, her lyricism and her ability to, like, tell a story throughout a song. Um, and I love it. And so, yes. Also, um, yes, she talks about buying your coffee. Starting to think of anything else on TikTok. Um, then I love cooking videos, just in general. Love the Food Network. Um, and so I love watching cooking TikToks. Um, they really help me fall asleep. I love H. Wu. Um, he is a uh, home chef, as well as Owen Hahn. Um, what else? Snack Queen, Korean Vegan, Auntie Lauren. Uh, who else? Uh, of course, Tabitha Brown, when she does her cooking videos, love that. Oh, there's another, there's a black private chef. I found a lot of, like, private chefs on TikTok. Um, I don't know if I'd want a private chef per se because that's really expensive. But just seeing, like, how they prepare meals based off of, like, menu preferences, catering ideas and things like that. Love that. But what's her name on TikTok? Um, I'll have to mention her in the next episode. But she is a black private chef and she, like, cooks, like, really good really good oh um really good food as well as Keith Lee um on TikTok he, him he does like cooking he does like a little bit of everything I guess on his channel he does a lot of like cooking videos or like food videos in general um he's a fighter like a I don't know what type of fighting he does I don't know if it's like specifically like a, there's a specific style so like MMA boxing uh, all that um but he talks about that as well as his huge daughter Carter um and his wife Ronnie um but I am Keith Lee and then who else 
those cooking videos. Yeah, so, like, just really cooking videos in general. Love, love those. And then, of course, like, just the random one-on video that, like, pops up on your For You page. And, like, I have to watch a lot more of these to, like, scratch that itch that I didn't know I had. Um, but yes, so that is what has been it. Get social. I hope you guys enjoyed this catch up. This episode will be a little bit long just because, you know, we're getting back in the groove things, um, of the new year. And then for eight track and breeze book corner. So we'll start with breeze book corner because that's shorter. Um, I have no, well, okay. So I have sort of put a pause on reading a good girl's guide to murder. Simply because I need to read something else that, like, sparks that, like, but lights that reading fire. Um, like, because when I was younger, like, things that would spark my, like, I would always have to read, like, A Pretty Little Liars book, like, in the series. And then read some, like, read books of something else and then come back. Or, like, read some, like, a little bit of Harry Potter and then come back. Like, I just need something that I know I'm interested in and not just something I got because, like, the blurb sound cool sounded cool um so yes so that is what I'm reading as far as physical books and then on my kindle I got a kindle for Christmas um I got Sinner it is like the third book I think in this series but I just saw a TikTok about it and I was like oh my goodness half I'm gonna get this book but those uh, the other two books that come before it are on my um to read list but this book was the only one that actually like came up without any internet not uh what's it called like that was the easiest to pull up on my app because I've been having internet issues and I really think it's just my phone is glitching like sometimes my screen will work and sometimes it won't so I sometimes I gotta take what I can get (laughs) whatever pulls up if I'm like searching for something um but yes so I um am reading that for Breeze Book Corner that's it um as far as like tangible books I have Red, White, and Royal Blue, People We Meet on Vacation, and The Last Apothecary. That's what I have um, as far as tangible books. But I don't know how I want to go about conquering my to-be-read list um, on, like, how I want to divide it between, like, what books go on the Kindle and what books I get physically. Um, So, yes. Also, I am going to be getting a few books I've started I've not started but I've decided that I would like to the way I want to go about buying books now is like going to see the physical copies in Barnes and Noble if they're there and then ordering from some small owned local bookshops so there's one in Carrollton Georgia that I'm going to order from and there's one in St. Louis Missouri that I want to order from and they're both owned but, but I both found them on TikTok and then there's a black owned bookstore in Atlanta that I have to ask one of my friends from school like from college I have to ask where where it is but um definitely going to shop small with books because we need books also support your local library because if you do like to read books but you don't want to spend the money on like tangible books like or you you know however you want to do that um or you don't know if you'll like it so you want to rent it don't want to make that full commitment get a library card libraries like that's what they're there for they will order you a book and then they also have resources for like ebooks and things like that so yes go to your local library support your local library they're great places um and then as far as eight tracks so for eight track this week of course i have to mention 
um, Frequency again by Cameron Cambriel. Cambriel. Um, love the song. It's like the it's like that sexy vibe. It is. It's so good. It's so cute. It's so catchy. Um, it's giving like Valentine's Day weekend vibes. It's great. Um, and then what else? Um, hours and hours by Mooney Money M U N I Long. Um, she is a songwriter who's written for so many people. I love when songwriters, backup singers, all the people who have always like you've always seen their work but you did not know it was their work. Um and things like that. I always think it's so cool to see them have like a full circle, like, okay, this is like my time. Like I'm about to pop up a pop out in the spotlight um moment. So but hours and hours is such a good song. In the beginning of it, at first I thought like, is that Beyonce? Like it sounds like it. I was like, I did not know Beyonce had this song and then I was like, Oh, that's not Beyonce. It is somebody else who sounds amazing. Incredible. Um, like her sultry voice. It like the voice is very sultry. It gives you like black satin velvet vibe um and i love that like this song is having its moments um and then let's see what else oh miss adele from 30 oh my god i don't know if that video has dropped yet i think it has but that song is amazing like it gives me like um rumor has it vibes like her like sultry fast paced dilemma song that is what oh my god is and I love it um and then what else mirrorball from Taylor Swift I have been I I've been I have been loving that song the like the lyrics in it if you listen to it it is so so good um and I love it, and at first, I didn't give it much thought, like, when it came out on Folklore, I was like, eh, this isn't for me, um, but then Megan Rink, she's a YouTuber that I followed literally since I was, like, 11, um, she, like, that is one of her favorite songs from Folklore, and I was like, okay, let me actually, like, sit down and listen to this, and it, you know, I had to do one of those car music sessions where you just listen to music in the car to, like, get the vibe, um, and I listened to the song, and it was so good. Like, it is it is amazing. Like, it just gives you, like, that ethereal feeling um, of music. Like, I don't know. Like, it is so good. So, 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 so good. Um, yeah, so, Mirabal, and then, of course, I said I would mention my favorite songs from the movie Encanto, and my favorite songs are, we don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 it is our wedding day, Donnie, duh, I, like, just broke up so many lines from the beginning of that song, but, we don't talk about Bruno, it's so good, so amazing, so classic, and then, my other favorite song from the movie is Surface Pressure, which is, like, everyone calls it Louisa song, um, because the character Louisa sings it, but, oh, so good, like, that's a song that, like, unexpectedly, like, you'll feel, you'll feel feelings in that song, even though it's, like, an upbeat, fun tempo song, um, but yes, 
so that is it for get social eight track and breeze the corner i hope that you guys have enjoyed the show thus far and now we're going to get into the sunflower chronicles so previously this was called speed of the week and i always knew i wanted to change the name because i didn't like um the way that it sounded like it didn't resonate with me as much as i thought it did on paper but then i was like why don't i call it the sunflower chronicles because in most podcasts names like the name is incorporated in the show somehow and I was like, duh, that's where it hit me. The Sunflower Chronicles should be the main thing that you talk about that week. Um, I don't know what this book is. <laughs> um, but yes, so I will see you guys in the Sunflower Chronicles as well as we're going to wrap the show up with Sunny Side Up as always. But again, thank you so much for listening thus far and we'll see you in the next few seconds. Okay, bye. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Sunflower Chronicles segment. So, as I said before, this is what Seed of the Week used to be called. Or no, this segment now, the Sunflower Chronicles, is what Seed of the Week was. And so it's the same thing. I just changed the segment name. Um, but I wanted to change the segment name because I've been feeling like, I feel like my podcast is going through like a midlife crisis. <laughs> not really but um I just wanted to like really try and delve into like what is my podcast for because I love my podcast and I love getting on here and talking to you guys but I want to make sure that like I have like purposeful nonsense meaning like no matter what I talk about on here it's still meaningful and I feel like when I decided to come up with the name the Sunflower Chronicles I wanted to sort of create this podcast that was sort of like an audio diary where I get to explain like talk about things that I like I get to delve into things that I want to change and you guys get to see me and or listen to me you know grow progress learn like from mistakes and different things like that, and just, yeah, that's what I sort of wanted to be, I wanted to, like, chronicle life, and whenever, um, people ask me, what is my podcast about, I always say, oh, well, it's about my life, and my perspective as a black, like, a young black woman, blase, 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 but I want this podcast to not just be reflective for me, but I want it to be a safe space for, black women to come in no matter whatever walk of life black woman you are I want you to come and feel safe and if you are a black person I want you to come and feel safe as well and if you are a person who is an ally or an associate of black people no matter what walk of life that black person comes from if you are to be supportive of that of them listen like that is your job if you're coming into a space with black people is to listen but off of my soapbox and on to this I just wanted to change the name to be reflective of like this is like a diary and I'm coming and I get to share my experiences from my personal perspective I get to come on here with friends and you know people that I admire and I just want to have a conversation about the things that I like and 
that is what this is. And I hope that is super reflective of my, has been reflective of my podcast and will be, continue to be reflective. Um, yes. So I am filming this segment the next morning. Um, because last night, if you listen into the clips before, like my dog was off the chain, like literally off the chain. She was getting into boxes and like, I, I literally gave her like half a bag of treats, which is probably why she does not want to eat her breakfast right now. But, um, yeah, so much just, she was, she was doing the most and I was like, you know what, we're going to just film, record this first part and then we're going to come back and record the last part tomorrow. And so that's where we are now. Um, this morning I went to Starbucks and I got a tall flat white with oat milk and caramel syrup. And I always do this, which I made a TikTok. I didn't post it, but I will post it now that I'm mentioning it here. Um, whenever I go to Starbucks or really whenever I go to any coffee place, if I'm not like in person, meaning like inside the shop or like ordering on the app, I forget to add sweetener and I don't know what it is. It's right there. I, I literally just want to add sweetener. And I like, also, I think it's because on my TikTok, I have a lot of people who are like coffee drinkers and tea drinkers and things like that. So they always share their like tea recipes or they share their coffee orders. And I'm just inundated with like, I want to try so much, but I'm also not that much of a sweet person. So if I do try like a syrup flavor, most of the time it's like, I'll be like, can I get two pumps of the sugar cookie syrup or can I get two pumps of the brown sugar syrup that's normally what I get I get a flat white if I'm in the app and they have it in stock if not then I'll just do regular um like uh, one pump of vanilla one pump of just classic sweetener um but if they have the brown sugar syrup then I'll just get a tall flat white with oat milk caramel syrup caramel like the caramel drizzle syrup and the brown sugar simple syrup added but I did not do that today. It's still very good. It literally just takes me forever to actually get to the caramel flavor because it's, like it's all at the bottom. And I didn't bring my own straw. So like I can't like take the lid off and stir it. So that's what it is. But I love a flat white. Um, and then I get my for like a milk alternative. So I still drink like 2% and 1% milk. Um, and I drink lactose free milk. Um, and the reason I do that is because I hate my cold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Like I still, I still bake a lot of stuff for my family and like cook a lot of things for my family. So when I cook things for them, like, unless I'm like, don't feel like telling them or unless I know the recipe tastes better with like the oat milk alternative or almond milk alternative, then I would do it. Like my brownies taste better. I do a part coffee, part almond milk mixture in my brownies tastes so good I hate brownies um because it's all chocolate but it's so good and then um but what was I saying yeah mm-hmm yeah oh my god what, I literally lose my train of thought all the freaking time oh yes oat milk is very good and I love I okay so what I've realized with like finding milk alternatives is that I like the consistency of 1% and 2% milk and 
I don't like almond milk as much as I did before because I'm realizing how sweet almond milk is. And then, yes, so I, for like milk replacements right now, there's only two that I like. I like the chocolate ripple pea protein milk, and then I like the light regular, like the light Oakley oat milk, um, Oatly, why did I say Oakley? Oatly, um, they're low fat, um, oat milk. But if you are a person who is lactose intolerant, but still does a lot of baking or cooking that needs like creamy things added, oat milk, like the full fat oat milk is great. It's so good. You can add it in like regular things. I know a lot of people also use like coconut milk in savory cooking. I think I'm allergic to coconut. And if not, I just don't like it. Like I think if I'm not allergic, I like put myself into like this psychosomatic thing where I'm like, I can't ingest coconut, but I love like co- like coconut oil products. And I think, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing, but, um, yeah, so I said all that to, to say that I forgot sweetener in my coffee and I'm filming, I'm recording this the next day. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> but yes, I wanted to start off this first episode of the year talking about mental health, vision boards, and resolutions. So here's my hot take on all three points and then we'll dive in. Hot take on mental health. It is important. It is just in fact even more important than your regular health because if your brain, essentially, like if your emotional brain does not work, you can't work. People don't give a lot of credence to psychology. They call it a side of a side science, a soft science, meaning that, um, y'all side, side, pause, pause. Hi, Tangy. Um, hi, Brianda. She's probably not listening, but I love that she calls her tangents tangies. It's so like spiffy. Also, I've been watching a lot of the nanny lately. <laughs> um, so I feel like I'm like getting some cute mannerisms from Miss Fran Dresser herself, Miss um, Fran Fine, Mr. Sheffield. Um, but again, back to my tangy. Whenever my dog makes noise while I'm recording, I look at her like my mother used to look at me when I was like goofing off when we were somewhere important, like if we were at church or a banquet or like something where we had to be really serious. And I just give my mom, I just give my dog the look like, you, girl, now you know, you know. Um, I saw a tweet from Kev on stage that was like, do your animals know that they're black or do your animals know like that they are the ethnicity that you are? Because my dog knows she's black. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, but back to what I was saying um, about mental health. See, always need a little jokey joke in there when talking about serious things. Because it adds a little levity. It makes it more approachable. But with mental health, it is just as important as your physical health. It is, like... If you don't work, essentially, like, if you think of, like, your brain as, like, needing gas. If you're out of gas, you're running on fumes, and you can't get far on fumes. Um, and with, with oh, and then also back back so what I was saying was a lot of people don't give a lot of credence to psychology. Like, they are giving it a lot of credence now. Like, people are paying attention to, like, what 
like how important psychology is but like back in the day like when I was growing up and I was born in 1999 uh, 1998 but like even when I was growing up like it was still like very taboo to talk to talk about and address your mental health and <coughs> um oh I'm so sorry just loud noises in your ear loud noises in your ear um, but what was I saying? Yes, the um, like paying attention to your psychology, like your yeah, your psychological health is super important and it needs to be addressed head on. And I think like it is not up to this is also a really hot take it is not up to kids to bring their parents to emotional intelligence meaning kids are very emotional intelligent emotionally intelligent and what makes them lose that as adults is because it's suppressed by the adults around them when they're growing up and so if you still are in touch with your emotional intelligence it is not your job to bring your parents to emotional intelligence it's not your job to like drag them up with you because a lot of the times they're still not going to get it as much as you get it and that's something that I'm learning in therapy is that like I am very emotionally intelligent but my parents aren't that does not make them bad people it does not make them you know emotionally whatever like it does not make them less than just because I have more emotional knowledge than they do um, or that they let on that they do. Um, so, yeah. That's a hot day on mental health. The new year. Happy 2022. Um, 2022 is giving me very still on the same ride of the 2020s. Um, these are not the roaring 20s. These are the screaming 20s. Because what the heck, bro? We have lost Bob Saget and... Um, one of the singers from the Ronettes. It's not even two weeks into the year. It'll be two weeks into the year on Friday the 14th. We're not two weeks into the year, bro. And so much chaos. So much chaos. Um, but but in the concept of New Year's and resolutions, I'll just tack that on there. Um, everyone's always going to be like, oh my goodness, my New Year's always has to, like, everyone's goals always include, like, being healthy and losing weight and blase blase why like that is just my general question of why is going to the gym getting fit quote-unquote have to be with losing weight because as I feel like the downfall that a lot of people have with whenever they like set weight loss resolutions and like if they don't stick to it it's because you put so much pressure on it because it is hard for most people to lose weight it is like one of the toughest things that anyone will do in their life is to lose weight and people put so much pressure on on that in the new year and I don't know I feel like there's 
healthier ways to approach going to the gym of eating healthier of and even with eating healthier there's so much like stigma into that and I kind of want to do a podcast episode on the racism of nutrition um because I I was talking about that like sometime in college like we were talking about it in one of my classes and then I saw TikTok on it and I was like ah wow that needs to be talked about um Um, but back on to my point, uh, which was, oh yes. Like when people are saying, oh, I want to eat healthier and blase, blase. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's better ways of rephrasing like health based goals, meaning and health based goals, meaning like weight goals, like say diverse, I don't know. And it maybe it's just like a thing that like because I've had such a weird issue with like my body and weight ever since I was 11. I've spent more at this point, more than half of my life worrying about my weight um, and stressing about my weight. And the times that I am the most healthy and I'm quote unquote losing weight, uh, not quote unquote losing weight. I don't want to say that, but the times I'm quote unquote healthy in the doctor's eyes, meaning that like I'm losing weight or I have healthier vitals, um, is the times that I just have stopped caring about what the scale says, have stopped caring about like, oh, I have to be on this sort of diet and I can't eat X, Y, Z. If I'm just happy and moving my body because I want to move my body and I'm eating, these things because I like eating these things that's when I'm truly happier um and I also have um health issues that really make it hard for me to lose weight which is very annoying because this past year in 2021 I was like one of my big goals was to get a breast reduction so and one and I did not reach that goal (laughs) but the thing that was very frustrating is my doctor was like oh, have you tried losing weight? And I literally just wanted to like crumble and cry in that moment because I have, every single doctor I've ever encountered has asked me, have you, have you tried losing weight? And I'm like, yeah, I have. Whenever I hear that question from a doctor of, have you ever lost weight? Have you ever tried losing weight? I literally just want to get up and leave. (laughs) Like, it is so frustrating because as a fat person, you are hyper aware of your health. You can't help to be. Because even if you have healthy vitals, most of the time, like out of my family, I have the lowest blood pressure. I'm the only person who does not have to take blood pressure medication because my blood pressure is fine. And most of my health issues are related to mental health, health issues, and PCOS. And I have a weird relationship just with like that specific question of, have you tried doing XYZ? Um, Because like, I've been aware since I was 11, since I was 11. I've been aware that my body is not desirable in the health community and desirable in society. And 
I guess with New Year's resolutions, I'm sick of people trying to be like, oh, I want to lose weight. Like, I want that to be my goal. And it's clearly not rooted in, it's, and I don't know, I think it's like very annoying to me when it's people's goals because it's like superficial, like they're doing it for another reason. Because I've seen so many people where they lose the weight, they get all of the attention that they quote unquote thought they were missing and they're still not happy. And I don't know, I guess I just always have this tendency to like be the fixer or be like the safety net for people of like, I want to catch you before you have to realize that you don't need that to feel happy because nine times out of 10, you're not going to get that rush of serotonin that you thought you were going to get. You're not going to get that boost. Um, But the thing is, is like when people, and I'm not saying health goals are bad either, um, with getting, like with making New Year's resolutions, I'm not saying health goals are bad at all. Like for me, I said, I'd like to, um, uh, run slash walk more than I did, even though I did do a 5k, well, not a 5k, I did like three 5Ks. I did them on the treadmill. Do not recommend. Worst ever. Hurt my knees even more. My orthopedist was like, you have to stop. Um, so that's fun. Um, but the, <coughs> what was I going to say? Doing, yeah, like I would like to walk more in my neighborhood. I'd like to get back into weightlifting. I'd like to diversify my palate, meaning trying new foods. Um, I would like to move my body for joy and not for fit, like, and not for the sake of like losing weight. And, you know, like those are things that like I have goals for myself. And I think those are more attainable when they're phrased that way, at least for me. Um, but on my Twitter, now to go back to, those are like my hot takes. Um, but to round back to the thing of mental health on my Twitter, um, I asked, um, some friends, I said, um, what is the one thing that is helping your mental health right now? Meaning like in this present moment. And so I had one friend, um, he said, learning new things. I recently got into Duolingo and starting to learn Spanish. And I love that. And then I had another person say therapy, honestly, therapy. Um, and then one of my really good friends um, said, therapy, forcing myself to put my well-being first, making myself take the time off from social stimulation and or social stimulation. And I love all of those things. Thank you to Chrissy, Danny, and Carter. If you're listening, I very much appreciate you. Um, But all of those things are true. Like going and learning something new is great for your mental health. And going to therapy, I I cannot praise therapy enough. No matter the duration that you go for, the frequency in which you go to, even if you just go once a month, once every two months, just talking and getting down to those issues is so important. And 
doing, taking time and doing things for yourself. Like, I love that my one friend said, um, like, like making yourself put your well-being first. That is something I think that is so hard for so many people, especially now because there's such a demand for people's presence at work. And yet these jobs and these companies don't care about your well-being for the sake of your presence. They would much rather have you there than have you be there at your best. Um, And when you take time to put your well-being first, you realize how much more productive you can be if you're just in a better mood, if you're happier, if you are like, ah, I did that thing for myself. I took a mental health day from work yesterday and I did whatever I wanted to. That is great. And I think like when people, like more people should take the time to do that. And it's so hard. People, and it's, it's so hard to like feel like, you know, not, you're not being selfish or you're not being lazy or you're not procrastinating or whatever. When people, like when you feel like you should take a mental health day, cause that's what I did. And I had to take my first real mental health day from work. Um, like a few months ago and when I did that that was liberating I was like in the thing that I appreciated the most out of that experience is my boss understood she was she realized because I work with kids who have autism so if I'm not at my best how why should I expect them to be at their best and wanting to listen to me um, and things like that. And like, I think that goes for like, no matter what field you're in, if you are not your, at your best, you can't expect people to give you, you shouldn't expect people to give you their best in return. And honestly, it's just like a really bad vacuum that everyone is sucked into. And it's really nobody's fault. It's the, it's capitalism's fault. It's this toxic work culture of having to push yourself to your limit and wear yourself out and, you know, make yourself think you got to go crazy and you got to like push yourself to the edge to feel like you're a success. You don't have to do that. Success is not, I say this all the time, but success is not something you can put in the microwave for a minute and think you've just got it. Success is something that's slow roasted. Success is something that is bread over time and that's the thing is that you never know when your success is going to hit but when you take your time and truly put out things that you enjoy that is when you'll be successful and it doesn't have to be in terms of a job of money of things like that but just if you want to be successful at anything in life period It's when you take those times and you take time for yourself and you nurture yourself. You are a living organism just like a flower. You have to fertilize yourself. You have to till your soil. Sometimes you have to trim a few leaves and watch a few petals fall before you get the best outcome of yourself. And that is okay to do. And that is something that like is so hard for me to learn because especially like when I'm sitting here and talking on this podcast I'm telling you guys all of these things it's kind of like I'm telling myself this like okay Brie like you're telling all these people who are listening to you that you're a flower and you gotta tell you till your soil and trim the leaves and blase blase but are you trimming your soil are you watering yourself are you making sure you're getting the appropriate nutrients that you need to be happy healthy and whole And if you are not, 
take a step back, realize what you got to do, do what you have to do to make yourself happy. And like, it's little, it's legitimately little things that make life so much sweeter and so much better for you to realize that these things are important and your mental health is important. For example, yesterday, my mom made chicken and dumplings. So for me, when I make chicken and dumplings, I don't like vegetables in there other than onions because I cook them down to the point where they're like evaporate. I don't like carrots, peas, green beans, corn, nothing really in it. I like the chicken and the dumpling. And if I want a vegetable on the side, I'll cook the vegetable on the side. Most of the time it's green beans, um, if anyone was wondering. (laughs) But... I don't like putting things in there because I have a very weird thing about like food textures, um, like certain food textures I just don't like. And even if I do like said food, like I love carrots, but I don't like thick chunks of carrots in soups and things. Like if it's in a soup, I want it like chopped small. Um, so that. Um, but yesterday what I did for myself instead of like not like making a big deal about it and like causing more duress for myself because then I'm going to put myself in an anxiety tizzy of being like okay well then I have to tell my mom that I don't like this because of the texture I went ahead and was like okay you know what I'm going to do I'm going to boil some chicken stock I'm going to add a little bit more seasonings that I like I really just put some like lemon pepper and hot sauce on it um And I just put those in the chicken broth and then I added my portion of chicken and dumplings into the broth and let it thin out and I ate it and I ate all of it because I was able to make the soup part of the dumplings thinner, meaning I could pick out food and it wouldn't be such a big deal for me at least. And that made me happy because I was able to eat what was made for dinner And I was able to enjoy it the way that I would like to enjoy it if I made it, but I didn't. I adapted the situation for myself. Um, But that's just one little thing, one little doodad. But um, yes, take your mental health seriously this year. Like, clearly there are so many forces and so many things in the world going on that is out of everybody's control. But... Take control of what you can do. Do what makes you happy. Do what brings you that small ounce of peace daily, hourly, minutely. I don't even think minutely is a word, but we're going to go with it. Um, Do what makes you happy in those moments. And then for New Year's resolutions, okay? (laughs) Um, What? I did for my <clears throat> resolutions, if you guys head on over to my TikTok, Brie Ash 98 I have a um, video on how I did my resolutions slash vision board. And so I did it sort of as a physical, manif- like a physical, like a manifestation. Like these are the things I'm praying that will happen. These are the things I'm hoping that will happen. Um, and I did it knowing that all these things are not just going to come to me because I magically put them all in a Pinterest board and I magically printed them all out and they're all just going to come to me. No, I realize that I have to work for them. But when you physically, I don't know, it's something about tangibility. Like when you're able to tangibly touch something or tangibly see a real picture of like, this is something I hope to achieve. It 
I don't know, it like just makes it worth trying to accomplish. And so that's what I did. And I love it. And so one thing that I still um, <clears throat> need to do is let me actually go to my TikTok. Um, is on my in my like bullet journal, which is where I like write a lot of this stuff. I um have a page in my um in my bullet journal. Okay that are 2020 intentions and those are essentially just like resolutions or whatever. And so in six, it says in six months, I want to do, I want to have, I want to have, and I want to be. And then in 12 months I want to do, I want to be, I want to have. So I put those out because it can literally be like a habit, a quality and a tangibility about yourself that you, that is accomplishable in six months and in 12 months. And I think those are super important because it gives you sort of a long-term goal. It doesn't make it seem as daunting as like one, as like you have to accomplish all of this. And even if you don't accomplish the things in 12 months that you wanted to do, in six months, you were still able to accomplish it. And the thing I like about it is it can be six months from any point of the year. So like if you're doing something in February and if you accomplish that in August, it still happened in the year. Um, so that's what I like to think. And then something else that I did is I made one big vision board of like the big grandiose things. Like I said, I'd like to buy an electric car. Is that going to happen in this year? Possibly if I... If, you know, my podcast starts doing well and all of that stuff, um, or if I like get an amazingly huge bonus at my job. Um, but you know, I put all those grandiose things that are like, even if they don't happen, it was fun to like work towards those because, you know, you set yourself up for the following year. And so I, what I did is I made a smaller vision board for the month of January and then I'm going to do it again for the month of February of making smaller tangible things that I hope to accomplish whether it's habits whether it's a mantra whether it's buying like I put I want a new yoga mat in the month of January because I know that's an attainable goal for me to go to the store go to Lululemon buy a new yoga mat and getting a being able to like like check that off on my vision board is going to feel so good because I said that's what, ha what happened or like buy a new laptop that's like a big thing for me for this month because I want to buy a new laptop I need a new laptop since maybe June it is now January so I need a new laptop but um just doing all of those things like that to like give yourself like the motivational boost like the fire under your butt to accomplish these resolutions and again not I'd like to say this not all your resolutions have to be health-based or being like I want to be a size xyz by the end of the year or I want to do all this and if that truly is your goal and you're truly doing it for yourself I applaud you and I implore you and I wish you nothing but the best but people 
I feel like sometimes people feel like they are like there's an obligation to like, oh, I have to say I want to lose weight for the new year. No, you don't, babe. No, you don't. <laughs> you can do exactly do what you want to do. Like I said, I would like to be able to like do like some crazy aerial yoga poses um by the end of the year because I enjoy doing aerial yoga and it's about pushing myself and pushing my skill level. And if I happen to get fit and then that's fine. Um, but yeah, so that has been the Sunflower Chronicles segment for this week. I hope you guys enjoy. If you guys have any more hot takes, if you guys have anything you'd like to add about the new year, what are your resolutions? let me know. I would love to hear sound off on the comments for this post on Instagram. And there's a TikTok coming soon for the podcast, um, which will all be in the metadata, which is the show notes. And then I'd like to end the show on a sunny side up, which is just something good or something I look forward to. Um, and something good is I have started a new book, um, uh, which I think I talked about in Breeze Book Corner and I read, I started reading it after I recorded the first half of the show. <laughs> um, and it's so good. It is so, so good. So I'm super excited about that. And then anything else I'm looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to, honestly, I'm looking forward to my endoscopy appointment because I'm ready to figure out what's wrong with my stomach. Um, because this ish herded and um what else I made an appointment for my gynecologist it's not till like March but make your appointments now guys like make your yearly monthly quarterly whatever make the appointments you need to make um I'm going to try out some new nails and I gotta raise up my job those are my sunny side up moments and then I'd also like to give a shout out to the lady I met in Costco um, we were at the computer section and I was just pricing out computers and things like that. And she said, and I was looking at the MacBooks, of course, because I do a lot of creative stuff. Um, and she was like, Oh, like, what do you do? And I told her I have a podcast and she was like, Oh man, it's what's the name of your podcast. And then she said, uh, she would give me a listen. So if you are listening, hi, I greatly appreciate you, um, listening and checking it out. It kind of felt cool to like mention myself and mention my podcast um so yeah that has been the first episode of 2022 of the sunflower chronicles i hope you enjoyed it and again it has been your girl brie and i'm just a black 20 something girl trying to make it in this crazy crazy world with a little bit of sunshine and laughter to help along the way and i hope that you all are staying safe and stay sunny bye guys